This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. This is Mike Smith filling in for Simi Sarah today. Let's talk about consumers using social media platforms. Despite all those concerns about privacy, fake news, uh, it doesn't matter. The uh, usage of these uh, services like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram continues to grow. Let's check in now with Steve Mossop about that. He's the president of Insights West. Got a very interesting survey out on it now. Hi, Steve. Yes, it is an interesting topic area. Thanks, Mike, for having me on the show. Yeah, you bet. What did you find out in your survey? Well, the key thing, and with all the disputes and controversy over privacy issues and Facebook being in the media and uh, lawsuits against them, uh, Facebook by far dominates the social media agenda. We've got uh, 82% of Canadians who use uh, Facebook on a weekly basis, and that number is as high as uh, 65% who use it daily. So, uh, And those numbers have gone up three years in a row that we've been tracking it. Okay, so even though we've we've heard about the privacy concerns, privacy breaches, uh, fake news, I mean, we've heard all the concerns. Do Canadians just are they worried about that kind of stuff, or they're not, or they just keep using Facebook despite the concerns? They use it despite the concerns. So we have another stat here that says eighty percent of social media users are really quite concerned about uh, the fact that Facebook and other social media uses their behaviors and activities online to determine news and information they see. So that's a huge concern. Uh, We also have 65% who are worried about uh, being tracked, uh, their behavior being tracked and used to trigger advertising. So the concerns are there, uh, but despite that, there's no no layup. And this doesn't apply just to Facebook. We've got YouTube went from 49% weekly usage two years ago to 63% today. Uh, Instagram's been a huge winner, going from 20% to 39%. That's driven by... Millennials, but also other age cohorts. Uh, Twitter somewhat flat. We've got uh, uh, LinkedIn growing as well. We've got Snapchat growing. So uh, all across the board, despite our concerns, and you know, even water cooler conversations, Mike, that any, everybody has about, oh, I think I'm going to lay off of social media. The, the reality is, and the stats prove otherwise. Okay, is there any kind of um, generational uh, differences on this? I mean, I, I note your poll breaks it down by millennials, Generation X, and baby boomers, which I think is a really good way to kind of break it down. What are the differences among those uh, those generations? Let me uh, just pull it up here. We do have some pretty major differences between the age cohorts. Yeah. And we look at Facebook. You know, there's always a perception that millennials aren't on Facebook, but it's not true. They are. They're a little bit lower. So the Facebook crowd is really driven by 30, 35 to 54 but it's only about 10 points lower for those in the lower age cohort. Uh, we've got YouTube uh, that's about universal across the board. Uh, Instagram is, is uh, up around over 50 to 60% in the millennial category versus 39% overall. So Instagram is definitely a domain of youth as well as Snapchat, and we all know that. But uh, it's, it's surprising, too, the numbers when you look at uh, millennials and uh, sorry, baby boomers uh, as well as Gen Xers, we're all there and, and those are growing as well. So the biggest category growth for YouTube was the uh, 55 plus category the, the past year. Okay, a lot of social media platforms started out as kind of uh, a place for to share, share vacation photos and indiv- individual connections with friends and family, but now of course it's, it's growing as a huge business with a lot of businesses active and advertising on these platforms and, and brands 
uh, being very prominent on it and people being able to weigh in on what they like and don't like about their, their consumer choices, right? That is exactly it. And the commercial interest of ours, besides the interesting stats that we throw out there, is we have clients that are interested in this kind of stuff. And we have, uh, we measure it in a couple of different ways. And one of them is we, we ask people to measure their total hours and total time they spend on social media in a given week. And what percentage of their time is interacting with brands, with companies, with the commercial side of the world. And that number has gone up from 18% in 2016 to 24%. And that's every interaction. So that's, uh, you know, advertising, click-throughs, uh, commentary on brands, likes, dislikes, just that whole activity around uh, uh, commercial enterprises. It used to be, as you say, just the domain of friends and pictures and very exclusive domain, and corporations had a hard time breaking that mold. And now we're seeing this, uh, this transformation where brands and interaction with companies is really taken over. It's really the corporatization, if you will, of, of social media. Yeah, for sure. And do you see it across the entire entire kind of economic spectrum? I mean, like a lot of people will go online to read restaurant reviews and that kind of thing. But, you know, are you seeing other other branches of the economy also getting on board with uh, social media advertising and connecting with their customers? Well, one of the things that one of the biggest categories is the dislikes. So, so not just, uh, you know, disliking, but reviews on Facebook. And those yeah. are confined to a pretty exclusive category. So you can imagine... Uh, at the top of the list, so we have uh, uh, 50% of Canadians have taken to Facebook in 2019 to complain about a company, and that number's wow. jumped from 33% in 2016, so a massive increase. Wow. Uh, Twitter also going from 17% to 23%, and the culprits uh, at the top of the list would be restaurants and telecommunications companies. About <laughs> a fifth of uh, complaints are in those uh, each of those categories. Retail as well is a popular one. Uh, fourth on the list is e-commerce, online purchases, and then then the last uh, one on this particular list is airlines. Yeah, no, that's really interesting to go online and check restaurant reviews and stuff. But, you know, I've done that. A lot of people have done that. And I guess it's good and bad in a way, isn't it? I mean, I guess it's it's great for cons- giving consumers an opportunity to have feedback, and maybe it's great for the businesses who can improve their they want to improve their customer satisfaction and their and their ratings online, which I think is a good thing. I, I've heard some other businesses complain about it, though, too. I mean, do you, do you think on, on the whole it's, it's good for consumers and for business? I think it is good. It's not just a platform for complaining and just griping, general griping. They're, they, we, we probe a little bit further and we ask why. Like, what's your individuals when they do complain? What are they hoping to get out of it? And about a quarter of Canadians are looking for a response and a resolution from the brand itself. They're expecting, and this happens all the time, if you want to get heard, don't call the restaurant or don't call the airline. Post uh, something on Twitter, and lo and behold, you're going to get a reply and saying, oh, sorry about your experience. Here's a coupon or here's uh, here's some resolution for your complaint. Um, and some of them, it's really only a small number who just purely want to vent. Um, but And the other half, about 50% of social complainers want other people to know. So it's their, it's their way of getting back, if you will, at those companies. Okay. okay, talking with social media with Steve Mossip from Insights West. I mean, as you mentioned, that usage of these social media platforms, the big ones, uh, continuing to grow. But Canadians also registering concerns, right, about the, the type of information they see online, the trustworthiness of it. Tell me about some of the concerns that you heard about in the survey. Well, this is an ongoing theme, and we've measured it in, in about three or four different ways over the past six months. And the previous release that we did was about a month ago was really uh, it was really inspired by some of the concerns that people have around election tampering, and that's flown to the top about a year ago. 
and we said we would delve into it a bit further. But we've got about the same number, about 80% of Canadians who are really concerned that uh, social media is going to have a negative influence on election outcomes. And they're really concerned that not only a negative income, but it will actually sway the vote, that the actual election outcomes can be determined by social media. And that, and if you break that down further, it's really, it goes into, well, well who, what does that mean? It's, it's really a combination of things, it's special interest groups having their say on social media platforms, it's political parties, and it's individuals. So the, the three combinations of things uh, have really uh, maybe raised the alarm bells of Canadians. And as a result, an interesting stat coming out of it, we, I think for the most part, Canadians don't like government regulations, but we have about 80% of Canadians who feel that we should regulate these big companies. They shouldn't have a free-for-all. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Very timely survey. Steve, thanks for coming on to talk about it. Thank you, Mike.